There's also Medicare only to Medigap. So sometimes you find people who are Medicare only, who didn't make a decision because they're healthy or for whatever reason. And when they're Medicare only and they didn't get a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement, sometimes we find this to be the hardest person to service uh, or to, to, to sell. Um, clearly they're not overly concerned with health um, or they're skeptical of you know insurance in general. Uh, because they made that decision, they didn't have the prior proper planning that goes into you know getting healthcare coverage. Um, so we find that when we do write them, they're more likely to cancel. Um, but you know we're always going to try to help and get them you know set up if we can. Often too, if they're Medicare only and they're showing interest in Medicare supplements or Medigap, to, to me it's always a, a red flag that they may um, have some health issues already that are going to bite you in underwriting. So knowing your underwriting again uh, in the Medicare only to Medigap space, uh, and when you find those people, uh, just be wary that you need to make sure you ask all the health questions as you should always and, you know, prod a little to make sure they don't have any recent diagnoses or anything like that. It is possible that they just kind of delayed for a couple of years and they decided, you know what, I'm getting older, I'm going to get it. And, And they turn into a great client. But that's just our frame of reference for those prospects, typically. Medicare only to Medicare Advantage. So um, this one's a little bit different because it's benefit-driven on Medicare Advantage versus coverage-driven. Benefits being you know, dental, vision, hearing, you know, all that kind of stuff. The maximum out-of-pocket, the cap is great. Lowering some co-pays on preventative care um, and testing, stuff like that, can be a huge benefit as well. Um, but Medicare only to Medicare Advantage is a market that uh, we see quite a bit in the annual enrollment period. People coming in, uh, a lot of them have been Medicare and Medicaid, dual special needs, uh, FBD or full benefit dual eligibles. And these people we're often um, putting on a Medicare Advantage plan, getting them some uh, additional benefits and you know, just make sure that you're servicing them well, you have some sort of automated service um, like uh, thinks.io, sending them cards, um, like you know, automated text messages, asking for reviews, referrals, blah blah blah. And the reason is all those touch points. Even if you're, uh, even if there's nothing crazy, or even a phone call, which a phone call is always good, um, you can let them know you're still there. So if they're continuing to get marketed to, they'll come back to you uh, when they're looking at a different product. Okay, Medigap to Medicare Advantage. Now, this, uh, this one is, uh, is a little bit, um, this one is happening more and more for us as we're, we're in um, heavily marketed in our direct-to-consumer offices in a Medicare Advantage um, growing market. So we're in a rural market that was high Medicare supplement enrollment or Medigap enrollment, um, but a lot of these people were very, very poor and their income um, really disproportionately is affected by increases on Medicare supplements in comparison to, you know, um, someone who would typically buy a Medicare supplement, say in Florida, who's probably middle class and isn't quite as affected by, uh, you know, $30, $40 rate increases here and there. Uh, Medigap to Medicare Advantage is when you're going to take one of these people who is paying more than they should on a Medicare supplement and give them the option to look at Medicare Advantage. And we're seeing this happen a lot and people that are really up against a breaking point of not